it's really a shame they put so much time into the odd to show the history and all we're famous for online is biz nasty story about the fan drinking beer out of a prosthetic leg during the calder cup finals ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen All right, all right, all right. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the second episode of Real Talk, a tale of two brothers media production broadcasting to you directly from the Section 206 studio. I want to thank everybody who tuned into the last episode for your support. Uh, It did much better than I thought it would. A lot of engagement on social media, so that was exciting. Got a couple questions, a couple comments. I'll be sure to address most of those. First thing I want to get into today, I want to give a shout out to our boy Jacob Markstrom. Obviously, he had a great career with us in Utica. He had a fantastic season this year so far in Vancouver. Uh, So much so, the organizations nominated him for the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy. Uh, For those of you who are not aware what that is, this is the player who best exemplifies perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to the sport of ice hockey. As we all know, Marky had a rough season off the ice. He lost his father. He battled some injuries. but managed to deal with all that and have an MVP caliber season. I mean, the guy was 23-16-4 uh, with a 2.75 goals against average. His save percentage was .918, and he had two shutouts. So that was a hell of a year. I personally believe that as a borderline MVP caliber season, as well as he should be in consideration for the Vesna Trophy. But as we've seen in some graphics online, he's being left out of the conversation which is, I mean, the media basically asks, like, Vancouver doesn't exist, so what are you going to do? But uh, either way, we are, we're all proud of him. He had a great year. I'm sure he's going to be fantastic in the playoffs now that uh, he's going to come back healthy. So that's going to be huge for them. We're going to look out for Marky having a big, big couple series for the guys. So today I will be getting into Vancouver for the playoffs, how them in the playoffs affects us. Uh and reasons why you, as a Utica Comets fan, should stay engaged with the Vancouver Canucks through the playoffs. Uh, Touch base a little bit on how the season being shut down does affect the AHL. Uh, I was reading some articles here, some stuff that a lot of fans wouldn't really kind of consider, as the AHL is a lot different than almost every other league that you could think of. The AHL, obviously, as we all know, does not have a massive TV contract like the NHL, Major League Baseball, uh, the NFL, the NBA, all that, whatever. Uh, So basically fan interaction is what keeps these teams on the ice and keeps the league alive. Funding for the league is pretty much 95% driven by the gate. Uh, That means ticket sales, merchandise, uh, all that, et cetera. So a huge advantage that Vancouver... uh, Alternatively, the Utica Comets have is that we have probably one of the best, if not, obviously I'm biased here, being the best fan base in the AHL. We have been loyal since the beginning, Uh, so it's huge for you to tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody you know who likes talking hockey, tell your younger siblings who are way more into technology than you. Get on the podcast, check out the YouTube channel. All that fan interaction is is vital for keeping this league alive, especially this team. Uh, like I said, I think we have the best fans in the league, so we got to keep that up. Next year, who knows? I've seen some things that maybe the next season's in jeopardy. I don't know if that's true. I'm sure we'll come back, but 
in the event that we can't come into the building, that is really, really damaging to revenue. So it's going to be really hard to get some of these guys paid if they're not on an NHL contract or just fund the buildings, all that kind of stuff. It, it could be dicey. So my best advice to everybody is if you are a hockey fan and you've strictly followed the comments but you haven't really gotten much into the NHL, right now is your time to get into the NHL because I think these playoffs are going to be way more exciting than they're getting credit for. Excuse me if you hear my dogs barking. What can you do? Uh, so in addition to that, the AHL, as we all know, is absolutely integral for player development. Uh, you're going to see a lot of our guys who have been in Vancouver or are going to get moved up for these coming series in the playoffs. Um, so like I said, making sure the league stays intact, it's absolutely beneficial for not just your team, but every team. Uh, for those of you who have followed hockey for a good period of time, you realize that the hockey fan base is less of a fan base and more of a community than pretty much any other sport you'll see. Uh, so support for the, the league in general benefits everybody, not just your own team. Uh, whether you're a Vancouver Canucks fan, a Flyers fan, Rangers fan, whoever, uh, it's absolutely, absolutely vital for the AHL to exist just for player development. I mean, it's huge. Um, you're probably saying to yourself, oh, Dom, I'm a Comets fan. I'm not necessarily a Vancouver fan. Why should I care about the upcoming playoffs? Well, I'm going to give you a couple reasons right now. You can buy me a beer at the Horton Room later. Okay? Okay. Cool. Good. Oh, and by the way, before I get too far ahead of myself talking about the best fans in the AHL, I would really regret it if I didn't bring back up my introductory statement where I talk about Paul Bissonette, a.k.a. Biz Nasty, from Spit Chicklets on the Barstool Sports Network. For those of you who are unaware, he won a Calder Cup against us with Manchester that year we were in the Calder Cup finals. Um, and he's quoted, direct quote from Paul Bissonette to, it says ESPN.com. ESPN, I'm sorry, they're so bad at hockey. They're bad at their jobs in general. They're not, like, I just, I can't stand ESPN, but they don't, just don't cover sports well especially hockey they don't have a, they're out of touch completely but so they didn't even put who he's talking to it just says espn.com but this is i've heard him tell the story on the podcast multiple times so i'm just gonna get into it <laughs> this is paul business direct quote they had a crazy atmosphere in utica it was nuts my parents were sitting behind a guy who had a prosthetic leg when utica would score the guy behind him would fill it with beer and chug it out of the prosthetic leg they were all over us the most I've ever been intimidated in an opposing rink. Now, for him to say that is huge praise. Paul played over 200 games in the NHL uh, over a period of five years between the AHL and the NHL. For those of you unaware, 200 is a huge milestone. Um, I think it's like a number as small as like 12 to 1,300 players have played over 200 games, something like that. So Paul's in big company. I got to check that stat. I'll post it back up there some other time, make sure it's right. But yeah, I mean, we used to be nuts. Lord, used to be rowdy. So I just figured we'd get a little reminder. If anybody knows that guy, if you can get me in touch with him, the prosthetic leg guy, if you can get me in touch with him, I will be forever grateful to you. So if you could go ahead and... <laughs> who has not kept up with uh, recent developments, there's going to be a 2014 playoff format. Uh, the NHL has listed off a list of 10 hub cities to host those playoffs. 
Uh, they're going to pick two of them. For those of you keeping score at home, 24 teams, two cities. That's 12 teams a city. Sportsnet reported earlier today that Vegas has been confirmed uh, as a, a hub city. I haven't seen anything directly from the league or from Batman yet. But, I mean, it's not really a surprise. I mean, they've been pushing Vegas since they became, I mean, the most recent expansion team. If Seattle had a had an arena already, I'm sure it'd be in Seattle too. But I'm going to go ahead and say that Vegas probably is confirmed and is not a surprise. Of the other team, or other, other cities rather, that are being considered, that's Vegas is a go. Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Chicago, Minneapolis, Dallas, and Los Angeles. Uh, Vancouver is being pushed hard. Premier John Horgan stated that he believes the province is in good a good place to host the NHL as far as flattening their curve goes. You know he wants to get in there to boost the economy. Obviously, Vancouver is, for the most part, a pretty flourishing city, so it would probably do them pretty well. He's spoken directly with NHL Commissioner Bettman, uh, mentions that the city's infrastructure can absolutely handle boarding and transportation of the players, coaches, staff, etc. Mentioned they have additional facilities to host games, player skates within a reasonable distance of the actual city. Uh, the Western Hockey League is predominant in British Columbia, so they have really well-equipped uh, rinks in Victoria, Kelowna, Kamloops, uh, for example, along with a number of other ones. He's been pushing for British Columbia, more specifically Vancouver, to host uh, and be a hub city from day one. I think them being in Vegas is going to hurt their chances. I think considering that Vancouver and Vegas are obviously both on the West Coast, it's more likely that the other hub city will be on the East Coast, probably Toronto, if we're going to stay in Canada. Um, a big reason for that is one, I mean, as fans of the AHL know and anybody of the NHL, they could stroke Toronto anytime they can get a chance to. Toronto's a dope city, so I'm not going to talk trash, but they there's a bias to Toronto and pretending like there isn't is just you're just in denial um but so i mean let me circle back they are gonna have to broadcast these games so having an east coast team or an east coast city rather and a west coast city makes it a lot easier to get these games played in the morning early afternoon go to the west coast play the rest of the games that way i've i've tried to do as much research as i can as far as broadcast goes for these games just because i obviously want to watch as many of them as i can uh, as far as I've been able to find out, if anybody wants to reach out to me in a DM or something, tell me otherwise. Uh, MSNBC Sports still has the rights to the Stanley Cup playoffs, so they're going to be broadcasting probably all of the games, if not as many of them as they can. Uh, so, I mean, I'm fine with that, obviously, because they're broadcasting. So I'll get a little bit into the hub cities for you guys right now. Basically, what it's going to be like is you could kind of imagine like an Olympic village style setting like during the Olympics right so the players the staff everybody in their quote-unquote bubble is going to have essentially no family contact no friends no spectators teams will stay in small pods I think the number they're throwing around right now is 50 depending on what they get from the government and health codes and all that stuff I know it's going to be outside of their uh outside of their hands as far as some of this stuff goes uh, but yeah, they're going to stay in their bubble. I also read that they will be subject to rigorous testing and health screening. What rigorous means, I would rather not know. Um, but I feel like this is going to be really difficult for a lot of players. I know that the 
NHL Players Association, again, for those of you who are not aware, is the union for the players, essentially, in a nutshell, has basically brought up the point this is going to be really difficult for a lot of players to be away from their friends and family for an extended period of time. you got to imagine that a playoff format such as this, where you're going to basically go into training camp and then roll into a playoff, is going to be hard not sleeping in your own bed at least half of the series, not getting home-cooked meals, uh, anything like that. That really does play factor. A lot of people don't really take that into consideration, but there really is no place like home, especially when you are in the middle of a unfamiliar playoff format being conducted during a pandemic <laughs> for as extreme of a game as hockey is and how demanding it is on the body and the mind uh it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how players react um vancouver a lot of people before this happened when it came to the playoffs a lot of people were hesitant to say that they had a chance and a big reason for that was their youth i think that being in a format like this regardless of if the games are held in vancouver or not benefits a team like Vancouver uh the youth usually means less experience but now there's I mean there's no fans there's less pressure the building's not loud not rocking so experience it definitely helps but it I don't think it's going to play as much of a factor as it normally would feel free to debate me on that but I think you're going to have the opportunity to just go out and play and when Vancouver does that I usually they're one of the better teams on the ice so We'll see how that goes. I think it could benefit them, but who knows? You could get in the get in the mood for a game. You're hyped up. You're ready to go. Oh, here's a Q-tip up your nose. Make sure you don't have the virus. We'll test you right before, and now your whole mood's thrown off. So who knows? We'll see how that goes. It's going to be interesting. I, I Like I said in the intro, I think it's going to be more exciting than people are giving it credit for. Uh, I think not tuning in is just a loss on your end and all these people i keep seeing people online they're like oh just shut the season down shut up just stop stop please i mean you're being ridiculous stop (laughs) being so negative for starters secondly if they think they can play let them play what's the difference people are like oh there's gonna they're gonna push back next season okay it's not the 60s we can have ice all year round now they have these things called freon pipes i don't know if you're heard of them but we can have ice all year round you can play What's the difference if the season starts in October or December? Does it really make a difference? I don't think so. But, I mean, that's just me. I'm also just, like I've said a hundred times, I just miss hockey. So I'm looking forward to hear whatever we can get as an advancement of playing. Let's let's do it. Just get the boys on the ice. you got to slap them in bubbles, put them in bubbles. Who cares? All right, let's get back to it. So, boys. A big reason why we should really be excited for the playoffs is there is going to be a very good chance a lot of your and my favorite comments are going to get some quality, quality, quality NHL playoff ice time in this format, boys and girls. So I'll circle back, give you guys a little lesson on how the NHL roster is predominantly made up for the majority of the regular season normally what you have you have a 23 man roster with 20 active players three are healthy scratches uh i'm convinced they continually bring up big mac just to make him a healthy stretch or healthy scratch rather because he's an absolute man rocket in a suit thanks for coming but that's besides the point so typically what you have is you have 18 skaters comprised of 12 forwards and six defensemen two goalies for a total of 20 active players. I've seen other configurations before, such as 13 forwards, 5 D-men. You could have 11 forwards, 7 D-men. Or, like the New York Rangers earlier this season, they gave 17 skaters three goalies, 
which is nuts. They had Henrik Lundqvist, who is my favorite player and certified babe, not a big deal. Igor Shosturkin, who was in Hartford at the beginning of the season for the AHL and just dominated everyone. I mean, the kid's a brick wall. He's unbelievable. He's just, I mean, he's unreal in the pipes. And all he does is win. He's lost like four games in his life in professional hockey between the KHL, the AHL, and now the NHL. It's just kid's a player. He's the future goalie in New York. And as a huge Lundqvist fan, that breaks my heart. But what can you do? Life's about progress, kids. And then they had uh, Alex Gorgiev also, who also is a stud. So you have these two young kids who are just tearing it up and have done nothing but play hard and perform for you. And then you have who's arguably, in a lot of people's opinion, top five, if not at least top 10 goaltenders of all time in Henrik Lundqvist getting towards the end of his season or the end of his career, rather, what do you do? You say, thanks, Hank. Thanks for nothing. Send him packing. You send down one of these two kids who are just studs for you. Uh, So they left all three of them on the roster, which is crazy. But the nice thing that New York has going for them, as spoiler alert for any Vancouver fans, I'm a huge Rangers fan. Sorry about it. Not so sorry. Um, they had a lot of players on their team who can skate both sides of the ice. You have Tony D'Angelo, for example, who is a defenseman, but he puts up points left and right. Uh, same thing. A lot of their forwards are really good on the defensive end of the puck, so they were able to make it work. Uh, we've seen stuff like this with other teams, so it's not completely it's not completely unheard of. It just doesn't happen very often just because the standard setup is pretty much the most efficient way to do it unless you run into some type of weird injury thing and then you have a emergency backup goalie situation like you had with David Ayers earlier this season which just was an embarrassment to the Toronto Maple Leafs but they have enough problems as it is uh so for this playoff setup they're talking about it's most likely going to be 28 skaters uh with potentially unlimited goalies which is I mean it's a lot of pads, you know what I mean? I've also heard talk about 30 skaters, um, but I'm not really sure about that one. I think 28 is probably going to be the number, especially if you have unlimited goalies. Uh, So how does this affect the YouTube comments? To supplement this roster size, teams, including the Vancouver Canucks, have released a list of quote-unquote black aces from Utica to supplement the roster. There's a list of 10 skaters and one goal. So right off the bat, I'll start with the goalie. Obviously, Mikey D. Uh, I stroked him off again enough in the first episode, but that's probably never going to end. Kid's stud. Love him. Uh, so he's your goalie, which you already up in Vancouver, as far as the roster says right now. You have Jacob Markstrom, Thatcher Demko, and Louis Domingue. So you are potentially going to have four goalies, as we discussed. You're going to have, if they're going with unlimited goalies, it never hurts to have as many as you can carry. I mean, Domingue is, he's solid. He's not terrible. I mean, he would, I would assume, I don't, I don't know if they will. I would have him as my fourth goalie. I would give Mikey a shot after Thatcher if you really had to. Chances are neither of them will see the crease. It'll probably just be Markstrom and and Thatcher in the event that you need a backup. You have Mikey and, and Domingue, but that's just me. You never know who could get injured. Uh, Thatcher and Markey have had troubles with injuries before, so having four does nothing but benefit you. Uh, if you have four playable goalies, why not? So they have five defensemen, which is comprised of they got Breezer, Sautner, Brogan, Oliu Levy, and the big, bad, chatty daddy. You know you love him. Stop pretending like you don't. 
Uh, Brogan is probably after this season gone for good and going to go up to Vancouver, but I'll get more into that in a minute. I'll get into the rest of the players that we have. Um, the list of their forwards is Reed Boucher, no surprise. Justin Bailey, no surprise. Cole Lind, uh, Tyler Gravek, who is, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but on the roster, not necessarily who can actually play the position on the roster, Tyler Gravek, I think, is the only center we have on this team, which is nuts. I mean, wh- what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, I gave Benning a little bit of praise last, uh, last episode, but I'm going to take a shot here. I don't know how we're going to get through with one center, especially Tyler Gravek is is more of a, I don't even know, but sure, he's he's a center. I know we have other centers in Vancouver, but as far as the comments goes, he's the only one. And the last one on the list is Sven Berchi, which that is very interesting to me because he's pretty much said at nauseam at this point that he wants to leave the organization. Uh, he's not interested in playing here, especially in Utica. He feels like he could benefit another organization better, which is fine. I like Sven. He's a good player when his head's in it. I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is. Um, He also bears a striking physical resemblance to Brad Marchand, who is, (laughs) that's all I'm going to say there. Uh, But yeah, so that's the list. Um, Like I said, I don't think Brogan's going to be back next year at all. As far as defensemen go in Vancouver, they have some pretty good upcoming free agents. Uh, Chris Teneve is injury-prone. And then you have Troy Stretcher, Steacher, however you say his name, uh, is also a free agent. And then the following year, you have a couple more after that. So between trying to clear up cap space, because they are 100%, Benning said, going to sign Jacob Markstrom back, um, along with a couple other players of the trade they made earlier this year for Tyler Toffoli. If you're going to make a run, he's got experience. He's been there with the Kings, so I don't think they'll let him go. He's a really, really solid player, so I think they'll they'll try to bring him back. And with the youth you have on the defensive end of the puck, I mean, they love Breezer. He's, as far as the rosters were considered before everything got shut down, he was on Vancouver's roster, not ours. So he might be up for good. Uh, they love Yule Levy. I think as far as defensemen go, on the defense, defensive end of the puck when it comes to our guys, he has the highest ceiling. Um, I'm really excited about a couple other prospects. One of them I'll get into in depth next episode. But as far as Comets and Canucks go, I think that he is probably the most uh, most likely to succeed. I mean, besides Brogan, because he just, you know, they love him, and they should. He is a dynamite player. Well, he was this year. Who knows what will happen next year. But they really like him combined with, uh, for you, Spit and Chicklets fans, Mikey Grinelli's twin brother, Quinn Hughes, play really well together. Uh, off-season workouts, uh, training camps, they played really well, especially considering that Brogan has just uh, unteachable ability to set players up with the puck, uh, make really good setup and breakout passes, combined with Quinn's scoring. Uh, their back end on the blue line is just deadly as far as points go. So that's something to look out forward to. Like I said, I don't think we're going to have Brogan next year, but I am really excited about a couple of pro- or prospects rather that we're probably going to have come from within the organization, come to Utica for at least a, a brief period of time. So for all you fans who have been worked up and nervous about losing Brogan because he had such a good year like we discussed last episode, guys who are good, you're probably going to lose them. 
probably going to lose Brogan, but losing guys, I feel like this is a really good time to bring up some, if it was more, I'm not saying it's impossible, but if it was more likely, I would say this would be a lot more unfortunate news, but it's for now just talks. Um, it's a really good time to mention that Reed Boucher, number 24 in the program, number one in most of our hearts, if you will, has been getting looks from European clubs and other leagues overseas per TSN 1040 Vancouver Sports Radio. Um, combination of his productivity the last couple of years, like I discussed before, he's done nothing but get better, at least in my opinion. Um, and his lack of an opportunity in Van Amsterdam has got him a lot of attention from it, the report was just from overseas, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the radar for teams within the within our own league um, and other leagues. Wouldn't be. I mean, he Reed really is a great player. He's getting better on all aspects of the ice. Uh, I think it took him a little longer to develop. A lot of people wrote him off and continue to write him off as a possible NHL player. Whether or not he'll ever have a consistent stay in the NHL is out of any type of foreseeable thing that I can produce, but I will say that he's gotten a lot better. Uh, he says personally he has no plans of leaving or playing overseas, um, but he really could if he wanted to make some pressure, uh, put some pressure rather on the organization to move him. Uh, he does have a two-way contract, so he is really flexible if another team was looking to pick him up, if he wanted to be able to get moved somewhere for a team to use him at the higher level at less money. That would be really, really big for him. I believe he's a free agent after next year, so who knows? Um, but with all the uh, with all the young talent they have on Vancouver at the same position that he plays, it's it, it's going to be really hard to get him to move up within this organization. Obviously, we love him in Utica, but he might not want to stay here. So I know losing Reed would be really heartbreaking for a lot of different reasons, especially for everybody's love of yelling boosh at the odd. However, one of the guys that I'm really excited about coming in to replace probably guys that we're going to lose next year would be somebody whose name you can yell similarly to that. And you might ask who, who you say, Jet Wu. That's who. Yes, his last name is Wu. And he's one of our top prospects. I'm super excited about this guy. I'm going to get a little more depth into him on the next episode, along with probably a few more prospects, unless we have some type of groundbreaking news in the NHL or the AHL or within our own organization. Uh, prospects and more in depth on our guys playing in the playoffs will be next episode along with whatever news we have, um, unless I get some cool questions via social media. If anybody has anything they want to report to answer Josh from Instagram's question. Hi, Josh. Thanks for the question. Um, YouTube streaming is going to be now available. I put up the first episode, uh, and I will put up this episode as long with, along with every other episode. I'll be doing some vlogs and some, once the season starts, reactions. So I'll do the same thing for the playoffs, too. Uh, for the NHL, I'll do some live reactions after the games, uh, a little recap before and after, and then I'll still do the weekly podcast. I got a question from Nick, Nick D, um, also via social media, asked if I was interested in doing phone calls or if I'd have any video chats, anything like that. Uh, so I'll be working on that. If anybody can point me in the direction of somebody, uh, gladly, whether they're hockey staff, player, 
for us or anyone else. I don't care. I'll talk to them. Uh, some fellow fans that I've talked to and just some of my buddies get on and talk hockey, uh, video chats. I'll put, if it's a video, I will post it on YouTube. Uh, if it's a phone call, I'll just probably work it into the pod. Either way, it'll be accessible on multiple platforms. Um, but yeah, I got a lot of positive feedback on the first episode. I hope this one's a lot better for you guys. Uh, I think my audio quality is going to be a lot better on this one, uh, testing out some new equipment. So I'm looking forward to doing this. I feel like we're going to be able to get some steam rolling. Like I said before, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's Real Talk, same as the pod. Add me on PSN. We can play some Chell or any other game that both of us have, or we just talk. Who cares? Um, and now the YouTube channel. You can search me, Dom Real, on YouTube, or Real Talk should pop up. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. Uh, thanks again for tuning in guys next week with some more real talk.